Hello, this is Ahuka welcoming you to Hacker Public Radio and another exciting episode of HPR. And today what I want to do is talk about an event that I was involved in that happened just a couple of weeks ago as I record this, and that is something called PenguinCon. Now, I've been going to PenguinCon for a number of years. I've presented talks at PenguinCon for a number of years. But uh, this year was a little bit different, and that's because I was actually involved with helping to put on PenguinCon. Now, there's a little bit of backstory to this. Uh, some years back, uh, I was at PenguinCon, and there was a, a talk being given by George Castro, who works for Canonical and is a friend of mine. He actually lives in the area, so I do get to see George fairly often. And uh, in this particular one, he was talking about how you can get help uh, if you're using Linux. And I was in the room, and I said, hey, you know, George, you're not mentioning Linux users groups. And uh, I was president of a Linux users group at the time. So I said, I think, you know, you ought to be mentioning these uh, Linux users groups more because that's a really good place for people to go and and get some work done. Well, as it happens, uh, there was a lady named Beth Lynn Eicher who was also there. And when I left the room, she kind of hit me up a little bit and said, hey, we could really use someone working with Ohio Linux Fest. And... uh, And initially, what she was talking about was being the liaison with the Linux users groups. And because I had spoken up about that in this talk, she thought I'd be a a good person for it. So I said, fine, uh, I would do that. And then what happened is about a year later, uh, I ended up taking over all of the publicity for Ohio Linux Fest and did that for a few years. And I had a great time doing it, Uh, learned an awful lot. Uh, But there was a a point where I thought, okay, I've done this, it's time to move on, and for me that happened last fall. Uh, We had the Ohio Linux Fest was in September, and shortly after that I informed them that I would not be coming back. Uh, Got a lot of friends there, I wish them well. I am very much looking forward to going back to Ohio Linux Fest again this coming fall for the 2014 event. And in fact, maybe looking forward to a little bit more because since I'm not working, I might actually have time to enjoy the event and participate in a few more, uh, you know, listen to a few more of the talks and things like that. As well as, of course, the ever popular hallway track. But anyway, that's that's coming up. So with uh, PenguinCon, because I had... It's something I've been associated with for a long time. I called a friend of mine named James Heiss and said, uh, I'd, I'd like to help with the tech track. Now, Pe- PenguinCon is a very interesting event because it combines technology. Uh, you know, the part of the name comes from Penguin, which is, of course, the mascot of Linux. So it combines a focus on Linux and, you know, computer and open source technology along with what is a science fiction convention with all of the things that science fiction conventions do. So you have literature and movies and music and costumes and all of that. 
So it, it, the, the thing that's interesting is to me, I think, is that uh, I don't know about anyone else, but when we talk about a pure technology event, my wife is usually not interested, but you know, for the science fiction, she might be. Um, so there's there's a, a lot there for a wide variety of people. Now, being the sort of person I am, many times I've gone there and never got past anything but the tech track. Uh, and it's just because it, I'd look at the schedule, you know, what am I most interested in right now? And it was usually going to be something having to do with computer technology because that just is my interest. So I was offering to help with that. Um, and went through a couple of meetings, and then I'd say by February of this year, it was pretty clear to me that I was the guy. <laughs> I'm sure none of you have ever had that experience, uh, but it was, it was sort of like, uh, you know, they call for volunteers and everyone else steps backward. Um, so actually, I, I didn't mind that. Um, there were some things that I thought would be worth doing, um, and in fact, I enjoyed it enough that I've already told them I'm going to stick around for another year. Uh, and, and I'm pretty excited about that because it looks like pretty much the whole team that we had this year is continuing. And I think we had a very successful event this year. So uh, I will no doubt have more to say on upcoming events, and I'll be recording things for Hacker Public Radio about it. But this is about reviewing 2014. So my focus is on the tech track because that's what I was responsible for. I attended as many of, of the talks as I could. In fact, I only attended one talk that was outside of the tech track, uh, and it was one on the future of healthcare, which is also an interest for me. Uh, so um, a lot of this is going to be recapping some of these tracks and just, just to give you a little bit of a flavor of what goes on. Um, now, my recollection obviously does not cover everything that went on over the weekend, therefore. Um, and, you know, there were costume uh, competitions and food events and music and, um, you know, one room where I think they were running Rocky Horror Picture Show on a continuous roll and, and everything else. So there's plenty to do. Uh, and even with the tech track, we had about 70 hours worth of programming, and there was just no way I could attend every single talk. Uh, as I did as many as I could. Um, and so, you know, I got complaints occasionally from people that, they wanted to attend two talks that were scheduled opposite each other, and I could sympathize because it was very often what I felt looking at the schedule was, oh, I can't be in two places at once. Which one do I go to? But I'll tell you, as the person who was mostly responsible for the programming, I'll take that kind of problem any day of the week. <laughs> you know, I love hearing that because what that means is I'm putting on a lot of talks that people want to go to. Um, you know, what you don't want to hear is, uh, you know, I looked at the schedule, it all sucked. I didn't want to go to any of them. Then, you know, if you hear that from too many people that you've got a problem, one or two people, you know, I got one friend who, frankly, I just, I told him I'm going to apply a correction factor to everything he says. Uh, the other good problem that, that I had this weekend was that uh, in many cases, the rooms were packed. 
Uh, PenguinCon in general had record attendance, which means we have to figure out how to do better next year. Uh, the host facility was excellent. We were at the Weston Hotel in Southfield, Michigan. Uh, everyone I talked to had good things to say about them. I hope we can go back next year. Uh, so this is uh, located in, Southfield is a suburb of Detroit in southeastern Michigan in the United States. Uh, so if, if you happen to be within convenient travel uh, distance, uh, you know, you might want to put it on the schedule to take a look at this uh, and consider coming next year. Now, I think this year was the best tech track in my memory, at least, and I'm going to give the credit to that to our con chair, who was Nuri Gosset, um, because he was really pushing, he was pushing that before I became involved. Um, he was saying, we we got to do more, we got to get more, uh, and every time I asked him how many talks he wanted, uh, he kept saying, you can't have too many. So we had two days' worth uh, if you add it up. It started Friday afternoon and ran to Sunday afternoon. And by the end, it was tricky just finding the rooms and equipment to make it happen, but we mostly managed to do it. And as I said, the result was about 70 hours of pretty good tech programming. Now, we had a focus. Uh, this, was, uh, this past year was the year of Edward Snowden, and uh, I doubt that I'm the only tech programmer in the world that had this idea, but I thought, you know, let's make a focus around that. Um, so we tried to program stuff on various aspects of security and privacy, and I think did a pretty darn good job. Now, one of the first people I want to talk about is a fellow named Michael Lucas. Now, he is not only a security expert, but an author, uh, and he has written a number of books on the on these topics so he did uh, several talks one was on the proper way to set up sudo uh, with the subtitle you're doing it wrong and if you sat in on his talk you would agree you probably are doing it wrong because he really dug into how that is supposed to work and how you should set it up in order to have a secure server um, what you do on your home system is of course your own business then he did one on DNSSEC, um, and that was very interesting as well, Another, a different aspect of security. And, you know, it ties in with things like Heartbleed and, and you know, SSL certs and all of that. Uh, DNSSEC ends up being a part of that story as well, and did a fascinating talk on that. And then he did one on SSH key authentication. Uh, now, as I said, he is an author. He's written books on all of these, which he sells from his site, which is the Tilted Windmill Press. And I'll have a link in the show notes for the, uh, this stuff. Um, and he offered a special deal to our attendees to buy a bundle of all three as ebooks for $20. And uh, I was more than happy to take advantage of that, so I purchased all three of those books. And I'm really hoping to have Michael back again next year because uh, he not only knows his stuff, but he gives a really good presentation. Uh, then a friend of mine, Mark Stanislav, who works for a company called Duo Security, gave us a talk on two-factor authentication. Uh, Mark is a great speaker. I always learn something from his talks. 
one of the things I appreciate about uh, the talk that he gave, he works for a company that provides a two-factor authentication product, but it was not a sales pitch or a commercial for his company. It really was just to talk about essentially what is two-factor authentication and what does that mean. Um, and, you know, Mark is, uh, he you know, was very careful to talk about things like uh, if you have a password and a PIN, that is not two-factor. It, better than nothing, but it's not two-factor authentication. You know, it's uh, something you know, something you have, and at some point, maybe something you are. You know, so biometrics would be something you are, something you have, could be a phone or some other device, uh, you know, a portable RSA key or what have you, and then something you know, which would be like a password or a PIN. And so two-factor is, uh, means that you've got to have at least one from each category. Uh, then we had a crypto party. Susan Sons, who works in uh, a university in the security department, uh, came and did the crypto party PenguinCon edition with help from uh, Eric Raymond. Uh, and I'm sure many people have heard of Eric Raymond. From He's most famous for writing The Cathedral in the Bazaar. But... Uh, what you may not know is that uh, he's one of the people who helped get PenguinCon going and has been involved uh, right from the beginning. So you can usually count on seeing him at PenguinCon every year. Interesting fellow. And um, one of those people I don't often agree with, but he always challenges me. And, and that's a good thing. Uh, and then along with that, Chris Naren and John Bell. Uh, participated in that. Now, John did a, a few other things. He did uh, some command line stuff for us um, and also Geeks with Guns. Um, so there were quite a few things going on. So with the uh, Crypto Party was basically a beginner's guide to using encryption. Um, and Susan was very methodical and patient in going through this and, there were some people in the room that were um, were slow to catch on, let me say. And she was very nice in handling that. And in fact, as you might expect, uh, I was also involved in a presentation. I got together with my friend Tony Bemis from the Sunday Morning Linux Review. And we did a, a talk on encryption, which was pretty well received and uh, very similar to stuff I've done for Hacker Public Radio. And uh, you may, I think we, not too long ago, ran um, a, uh, a, a talk, a uh, interview that Tony and I, we got together on the Mumble server one day and just talked about uh, the web of trust and key signing. So, and, uh, you know, if you're not, um, if you're not following, uh, subscribing, whatever, to Sunday Morning Linux Review, check it out. It's a really good podcast. And, uh in fact, I suspect next year I'm going to have all of the hosts of that because uh, Matt Enders and Mary Tomich have also told me that they want to do talks at PenguinCon next year, and they've got some ideas. Um, so uh, another security thing, Chris Krieger, who is a, a, an old friend of mine. Um, in fact, I, I met Chris because we were singing together in a Madrigal group, and that's how I first met him. Uh, but he is a security professional, um, and 
works now for an international bank and is, a, other than that, is fairly vague. <laughs> so I don't think he wants to get into the details of his job. And I understand that. Uh, my my wife had an uncle who was very much that way um, and did, I think, communication security for the federal government. So Chris did one, securing your home network with a hardware firewall. Uh, and he focused on uh, using PFSense. I was very interested and took some notes. And don't be surprised if I end up doing something for Hacker Public Radio as part of my security and privacy series because I think uh, it, it looked like a really good thing to uh, bring into this. Uh, next year, we, we talked about maybe getting a presentation on Snort, which... Uh, is one of the things you might use in conjunction with a hardware firewall. Then there was a fellow named Mark Kikta. Uh, and his presentation was Linux dorking, exploring the basics of Linux from the eyes of an attacker. And that was really good. Uh, again, we've got a professional in security industry, and you know all of these people, Chris Krieger, Mark Kikta, Mark Stanislav, Michael Lucas, Susan Sons, you know, they were all professionals. And I think that's one of the reasons that, that makes the presentation so good. You know you're getting the information from the people who live this every day, and they know what they're talking about. Now, aside from the uh, purely technical aspects, uh, there were some policy questions. Uh, one of our guests of honor this year was a lady named Eva Galperin from the Electronic Frontier Foundation. And then we were able, kind of at the last minute, uh, it just happened to work out that we could get Corey Doctorow, uh, who came in as a featured guest. And, you know, they did a number of things, but um, one of them was uh, a, a panel that they did together called The NSA is Watching You, the Government, Surveillance, and You. Now, of course, Corey is... Uh, kind of a double hitter for uh, something like PenguinCon. He, he not only is very prominent in the security and technology area, but he is a science fiction author, and uh, I've talked about Corey before. Uh, so we're just delighted to have him. Then uh, another guest of honor who covered multiple areas was a fellow named Y.T. Cracker. Um, now, he was there primarily as a musical guest, but he has a background in hacking, so he was able to join a few of the panels that dealt with that. And while I'm on Guests of Honor, um, I'll mention Ernie Klein, who is the author of Ready Player One, uh, a book that I, I suspect quite a few people listening to Hacker Public Radio have read or at least have heard of. And we had a fellow, Ed Mason, from Gameface Labs, who showed off a virtual reality headset throughout the weekend, in, in addition to joining various panels. And finally, uh, the last of our guests of honor was Erica Carlson, who is a software developer who created an organization called Girl Develop It, uh, Develop It a Detroit-area group that focuses on helping girls to become coders. So, all in all, I thought we had an excellent group of uh, guests of honor. Now, the tech track wasn't all about that. Uh, in fact, probably a little less than 50% of the total went into the security and privacy. So, we had lots of other things. Uh, George Castro from Canonical, I've mentioned, uh, is usually there 
in fact, if you if you go back far enough in Penguicon history, I think he was saying that he once ran the tech track back in the day. Uh, so he's from this area and now works for Canonical. He gave a, a presentation on Ubuntu, not surprisingly. Now, George is very involved um, with the cloud and server stuff, and uh, I've seen him do presentations on Juju, and so he used some of that, and and all of the uh, initiatives that uh, Canonical is making to get Ubuntu into the cloud, and they've been very successful there, and they're really a major player in that space. But then for fun, George also did one on building a Steam box, and... As you may know, the Steam uh, game system has been ported to Linux and runs on Ubuntu. And, in fact, we had a release party on Saturday night put on by the Ubuntu Michigan Loco. Uh, And Craig Maloney, who's a friend of mine, was, uh, is the head of that particular group and he also did one on getting things done with Linux, if you've heard of the uh, infamous getting things done. Uh, then Sunday morning Linux review. Uh, you know, these are local people. So, you know, we love having them involved. And they've done this for a few years now. Uh, they did a live recording of their podcast. And, you know, we want that to be an annual event, really. So uh, Tony and Mary and, and Matt recorded their show at PenguinCon. Then it was open to anyone at the uh, at the convention to you know drop by and, and be a part of the of the uh, recording. Then we had a couple of folks from Red Hat, uh, Ruth Sewell and Tom Calloway, and they did a couple of presentations. Now one was on Raspberry Pi hacks, which is the title of a book that uh, they recently published, and O'Reilly is the publisher. And O'Reilly's a really good publisher, too. So if you're interested in that sort of thing, check it out. They gave a great presentation. Um, Then they did another one on 3D printing using Linux. Now, there there were more. Uh, I was not at every single one of these. Uh, I, as I say, I wish I could have, but there was just no way for me to get to all of them. So we had a, several talks, you know, beginning and intermediate on HTML5. We had a, a talk on Python, one on Pascal. Um, there was uh, someone doing a presentation on the Watson computer from IBM. Um, programming for Total Noobs was one of the ones. There was one on... Uh, I guess what you call maybe open source firearms. I'm not sure if that's exactly the right term, using 3D printers. Um, so lots of stuff going on. So, you know, just reporting everything that went on would make this much longer than it already is. And uh, I've focused on the stuff I attended because then I can really speak to what went on. Uh, but again, as I say, it, it's a science fiction convention as well. So you're going to have all of the stuff. In fact, uh, there was a contest for best costume, and it was won by Ruth Sewell from Red Hat. So, you know, just because you're a hardcore geek doesn't mean you can't let your hair down and have a little bit of fun. Um, 
as I said, I did get out to the Future of Healthcare panel. Now, for me, that's a personal interest because uh, I've worked for several hospitals in my career uh, on the technology side, but it, it gave me an interest in that. So uh, I'd encourage everyone to plan on attending PenguinCon in 2015. Um, and as soon as the date is confirmed, I will certainly be posting about it. And uh, when we start the call for talks, I'm probably going to record something for Hacker Public Radio. And, you know, I think that with the team we have, it's going to be even bigger and better than 2014. And it'll be plenty for everyone. Uh, if if you want to get an idea of uh, for planning before we get a definite date, it will almost certainly be the last weekend in April or the first weekend in May. It it, it that's really uh, when they always do it. It's always around that time of the year. And uh, if you know anything about programming, you know part of it is is what is available with the facility. <laughs> And the other is what else is going on at the same time. Uh, so you try and take those into account. But that's what I it, – it's always been a spring event, and I'm sure it will be again next year. So this is Ahuka signing off for Hacker Public Radio and reminding you, as I always do, to support free software. Goodbye. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binrev.com. All binrev projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike 3.0 license.